In our studios is uh, Northfield's uh, chair of the uh, school board, Claudia George, uh, uh, Claudia Gonzalez George. Claudia, thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I'm certainly not replacing Dr. Hellman. Nobody can walk in those big shoes, but I am <laughs> glad to be here to give a recap of last night's meeting. Yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Hellman could not be with us, uh, Dr. Hellman. Uh, he was here last week, but uh, we, we thank you so much for stepping in because you had an important meeting. Well, they're all important meetings, uh, school board, and it's important that the uh, the public finds out what's going on. Absolutely. I'm going to try to be here every October. A few years ago, I was here on my birthday um, oh. when I was running for school board, and I just had a big milestone birthday, so I'll count this as a gift. Well, happy birthday. We're sorry, uh, we're sorry we missed it, but uh, better late than All month. It's an all-month birthday. It's a big one. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about, first of all, you had some uh, announcements last night. We'll have you kind of go through those uh, briefly for us. Absolutely. So, um, not a sporty spice. You're not going to hear any sports jokes from me, but I do have an athletics um, update. And so Dr. Hellman last night um, let us uh, know that the boys soccer is heading to the state tournament. They play Tuesday night. That the girls swim and dive will compete in true team swimming and diving this week at the U. And that the girls cross country swept the big nine meet. um, And they enter the section next week primed for a spot in the state tournament. Um, And that's only the third time in our school history that we have swept this meet. Lastly, he shared with us that the boys cross country took second place in the big nine meet and will enter that section meet next week, ready to compete for a spot in the state tournament. Good stuff from uh, the uh, local sports team. There you go. Yeah. You also got something from uh, Growing Up Healthy, uh, some uh, some information on that. Such terrific news there. Um, DHS... Um, uh, awarded an excellence award to Growing Up Healthy's Early Childhood Navigator team. And Dr. Hellman and I were able to be there and watch them be honored. This was um, a shared Early Childhood Hub grant from DHS that supports early education navigator work. Um, and we all know this is in Northfield and Faribault and the Austin Aspires um, the organization in Austin. And we all know that early intervention um, is so important Um, outlining and prepping and setting up kids for success depending on how quickly they get that educational up, um, intervention. Yeah, that's uh, those are the uh, the sponge years for kids learning stuff. So they many, really yeah, do. so much research on that. And um, later I'll share about the EL request that we mm-hmm. receive. But um, just in line with this idea that the earlier you intervene in a child's education, be it math, reading, or language, the better they do in life. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. great investment and great award. Congratulations you know, there are a couple to of the, HCI. Yeah, there are a couple other things. Uh, the uh, AT, uh, ACT results and the uh, ag, uh, ag education that we had uh, Superintendent Hillman in to talk about those at length last week. Real good stuff, I would imagine, from a, a school board. Uh, uh, those are things that you like to hear, the good, uh, good work coming from, uh, from the schools. Well, as you know, it's not the only data point on how our kids are doing, um, but it certainly speaks volumes when you think about the investment that kids have received from kindergarten all the way to time to take that ACT. Um, It's a tough test. Um, It's stressful, and our students did amazing. They did, um, in fact, better than the national average. So Northfield class of 2023, which my daughter was a part of, um, their score was 22.5 on average, up from 21.8. And the state average was 20.8, so again, 
um, higher than the state. And the mm-hmm. national average was 19.5. So here in Northfield, um, we saw our ACT scores quite high. As you know, the, or you know, the perfect score on an ACT is mm-hmm. 36. Let's uh, let's move into uh, aspects of last night's meeting, uh, some of the things that you were working on. And one is the calendar for the uh, 2024-25 school year. It's uh, a year in advance, but people have to make plans. And it's I, from what I understand, it's not completely approved yet, but you have the preliminary plan in the works. Can you tell us about that? That's correct, Jeff. Um, and we do try to approve our calendars two years in advance. In fact, um, this one's taking a little bit um, more um, attention and, and some tweaks, which is all good. It's good conversation, um, but people should be happy to hear that the first day of school hasn't changed day after Labor Day. The last day of school will be June 6th. That's not a Monday. That's the key word there, not a Monday. And uh, spring break will not change. I know a lot of people are um, very interested in seeing that spring break the last week in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like to make the travel plans and Absolutely. such. And you've Makes got a lot sense. of things going on. Yeah, a lot of uh, Things have to be coordinated uh, during that time yes. between child care and vacations and what to yes, do. Yes, and I know with the colleges in town, too, um, mm-hmm. families really appreciate knowing when spring break is. So there you have it. All right. Uh, let's talk about the uh, English learner. Uh, you had mentioned uh, some things going on there. We're going to save some time for the high school facilities because we'll have probably a little bit more to talk about with that. But okay. let's talk about that English learner. Uh, sure. And so as I was saying earlier about early intervention, um, we don't know, it, it, no districts know what amount of English learners are going to get into their community at any given point. And what is even more important to know is that they come in with different levels of need. So they may have more or less English skills when they co- come into our elementary, our middle school, our high school. So besides it being an incredibly brave and stressful thing for students to walk into a school building, um, the school um, needs to respond to their needs and have English language learner um, teachers and educational assistants. So last night, Hope Langston, Director of Instruction, presented us with a proposal to hire another um, teaching assistant, um, educational assistant in Um, the English learner um, area. And another thing I want to point out there is that this also is part of our prioritization. Those decisions to reduce that EL team a few years back were heartbreaking and difficult, but also the right decision. So today what we see is a um, response to a need. We have an influx of recently arrived English learners Um, And so we need to hire more staff um, instead of having too much staff um, and not enough students to serve. So, yeah, so that was really important last night to have that come before the board. And I will be making a decision on that. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about that. Uh, The, uh, you know, people who are learning English. As you know, they come in all different ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, probably some kindergartners all the way through, uh, all the way up and down the ladder. Um, you know, when you hire new teachers like that, is it important that they're able to uh, teach and relate to a, a variety of ages? Or do you hire them like age specific? How, how does that work? Yeah, great question. So, um, 
you know, the students pop in to the different grade levels. And so they're expected to navigate the middle school. Say I worked as an English language learner educational assistant there for a short time. Um, And so the students come in and they have to navigate middle school life. Additionally, they take um, English English classes to improve their English skills and understanding. Um, And then also spent some EAs, which was my job, also travel with the students and help them navigate individual classes. Mostly it's an immersive situation for all our students, whether it's kindergarten or high school, it's an immersive situation that they land in. They are hearing um, English all day long, and then they're learning the mechanics of it in an individual class. So the instructors are um, specialists in their area, and they do not need to know the language of the newly arrived student. Claudia uh, Gonzalez-George is with us. She is the board chair for the Northfield uh, 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 School Board. The uh, Sticking with that uh, for just a moment or so, historically in recent history, in Northfield in recent history, our new uh, English learners have been predominantly uh, Spanish language as their primary. Are we seeing any different languages other than that, or is it still pretty consistently uh, Spanish? Um, so I'm not going to be able to let you to speak to the different languages that are spoken in the district, but I can tell you that um, while Spanish is a big group, we have other languages um, in the, present in the district from Vietnamese to Chinese, um, again to Spanish. Um, and one of the devices that we use, in fact, is called Talking Points. It's, a, it's an app that our teachers use to write a message in English to our parents, and then our parents receive it in their mother tongue text back in their mother tongue the teacher receives it in english so there are jeff lots of languages in our school district does that is that a good uh, i use google translate and it comes out kind of goofy sometimes you know actually i can tell you as a spanish-speaking person um when i check uh google translate it's actually gotten very good you can have a lot of confidence in it good good or you could take spanish yourself Good. Yeah, I was recently uh, uh, in uh, in Portugal and tried to nice. communicate, and it's like, I wonder if this is anything it's like what good. I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know, because I got some strange looks every now and yeah, then. Yeah, but so just um, coming back quickly, <laughs> yeah. before I let that point go, is just like I was saying with our young kids, that early intervention, that preschool, that kindergarten and intervention, um, for our English language learners... Um, investing in them right away is going to set them up for success. And when they succeed, we all succeed. Once again, Claudia Gonzalez-George is with us. Uh, Claudia, let's talk about the uh, facilities, high school facilities. We've talked about this with Superintendent Hillman. Uh, there are some aspects of the high school that need some attention from the uh, you know physical standpoint of the, the uh, property. Uh, from the standpoint of school board, Fill us in on on where you're at in that progress. What are some of the things you're looking at? And what did you uh, discuss last night at the meeting? Sure. So this is a really important topic that this community has talked about even before I um, uh, joined in. I got here in 2018. Um, and so I know that this community has been talking about our high school for a long time, and there are um, lots and lots of opinions and lots of great um, observations. Where we stand today, Jeff, is that our high school needs some work. Um, and so not doing anything for whatever reason is, in my opinion, not a good decision. So we are working really hard, Dr. Hillman. Um, Uh, constructed for us a timeline that will take us all the way to November 2024 when we hope, um, of course, depending on how the board um, decides, I would hope that by November 2024, we see a question on our ballot about working on the high school. So last night, one of the big things that we did 
um, was authorized the district to conduct a new updated phone survey that Morris Leatherman will um, facilitate once again. And tell us about that phone survey. What uh, do you have? You formulated the questions and what the survey will ask. Right. So um, we will use a variation of the questions that we had at the previous survey, and some of them might even stay exactly the same. We do have on the timeline time in December to look over those questions, and then the survey will start in January. Um, and they use, of course, a very um, typical scientific method for conducting that survey. Um, it'll be a sample size for our community. The um, appropriate sample size is 400 callers, and the um, margin of error is 4%. Uh, le- the uh, timeline for this, are you looking to have some type of referendum in place? Uh, would it be election year 2024, November? Would it be some other time, some type of special election? Right. So we will stay away from a special election, the expense and the um, the look of that. Mm-hmm. We will stick with um, regular elections, even year. And this time around, of course, we're, um, got our, uh, we have our eye on November 2024. As far as dollar amounts... Uh, that's probably going to fluctuate widely depending on what plan you you go to. Uh, Have you gone through the process of identifying some of those uh, dollar amounts as of yet? Great question. So we don't have the dollar amount um, figured out yet. And and this survey that we just approved last night, um, all the board members minus two approved um, or authorize the district to start that survey, that work with the survey. Um, that survey is going to help us understand where the community lies on the work on the high school and then help us formulate or get close to an amount that this community would support. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Claudia uh, Gonzalez-George is with us, a school board chair. Uh, what else, anything else about either f- the facilities or last night's meeting or yeah. anything going on in well, the school district? Another exciting thing about the facilities is that we're going to have tours. And so there'll be tours of the high school um, on a weekend where we will make sure that the temperature setting is exactly the same as during the week and then allow our community members to tour the high school and be able to see and feel for themselves what the needs of the high school are you know we recently had a breakdown of the air conditioner back in september early september and um it's not this question of well just fix it as you go but this was a situation where the parts needed were either going to take 18 months to get new or we had to search nationwide for the kits um to repair the ac um so yeah so these tours are an exciting addition to the process we'll also have a forum where people will be able to come in person um, one or two evenings and basically public comment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there'll also be a tour to Owatonna. And for you parents out there, uh, the Northfield High School probably a little bit different than it was uh, when you were going through high school as opposed to your children going through high school. Mm-hmm. And the needs are quite a bit different as well. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. Anything else, Claudia? Um, I'll just end with um, Hope Langson is going to be presenting on November 13th, a public hearing on the world's best workforce. Um, that will be at 515 at the district um, office. Um, 
boardroom uh, again Monday November 13th and you'll hear more about how our school is doing with grade three um, benchmark scores and lots of other information there all right Claudia thank you so much thank for coming you. in always uh, always interesting talking to you and don't wait another year before you come back you get <laughs> an open well. invitation maybe I'll come back soon all right and a happy belated birthday thank you <laughs> Claudia Gonzalez George once again school board chair here at Northfield you're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield